This is Strange Assembly episode 261, Legend of the Five Rings Role-Playing Schools, Part 2. I'm Chris Stevenson, and here with me today is Slavin. Hello. This is Strange Assembly, your tabletop gaming podcast. Before we jump into things, let me note that I am very aware that there are ongoing subscription feed issues with the podcast. If you're trying to subscribe, we've got like a jury rig in iTunes where you can enter the podcast feed URL in, but you can't see us in the store. Uh, And I know there are some third-party things that are, are not functioning and have not been for, I think, about seven episodes. So clearly I need some to spend some serious XP in my, I don't know, how to update your website to HTTPS or whatever it is that's causing the problem. So my apologies for that. But last episode, Slavin and I had covered the Crab, Crane, and Dragon schools from the Legend of the Five Rings role-playing core book. And we are going to continue on with just the core book schools today. Uh, although I, I do have to say it is still kind of weird that Crab, Crane, Dragon represents almost half of the clans instead of only a third of them. Oh, it's delightful to me. <laughs> there should be fewer clans. That's my hot take. <laughs> I, it, yeah, it's it's partially it's just, hey, there are fewer. Partially it's that the, the first three alphabetically are, are still the same. It's a very front-loaded clan lineup alphabetically. So we had, yeah, we had left off with Dragon. We'll start off with the uh, Okoto Commander School. And I, I believe you, like, having gotten such a warm reception to your comments about the Kakita School, you were preparing to antagonize another set of fan base, right? Well, uh, yeah, totally. Uh, actually, if I had to pick two favorite clans, uh, Crane and Lion would be those two. So it's completely happy to be here to complain about some of the <laughs> some of the design decisions that were in these character classes. Uh, and actually, so yeah, Okoto Commander, we, we had a little bit of a chat uh, before the podcast, and I think you've partially turned me around on this. But the Okoto Commander is a relatively standard Bushi school, and uh, at least for me, the the question I'm trying to to answer is: Does the school, as it's written, actually do the thing that it is supposed to mechanically like if you're a bodyguard are you good at being a bodyguard if you're a courtier are you good at being a courtier Um, if you like riding a horse are you good at that and then is the thing that it's doing relevant to the game and so the okoto commander wants to be a pretty standard bushi and then it wants to uh you know have techniques like uh rallying cry or lord okoto's roar or something like that things to help bolster the party I don't think it's as like physically imposing as the Hida or the Miramoto, but it starts out with striking as Earth, and um, that's pretty good to me. <laughs> a lot of what we had talked about, I think, was the school ability. Yes. And, and, and I think the central thing was, well, it's just not, I mean, you're, right, you cast it in terms of basically what you're doing more damage to them and you're taking more fatigue. And you didn't think that was a great trade? Right. So uh, just real quickly for the listener in uh, his or her car, the school ability is when you succeed at an attack or support action, 
You can remove amount of strife from yourself equal to your school rank, up to your school rank. Um, and for each strife you remove, add one bonus success to the check and one fatigue. So it can't get you over the hump if you are not succeeding otherwise, which is very important. And then there are like two things in the game that care about number of successes, bonus successes, under support actions. And readers or listeners, whoever you are, tell me if I'm wrong. Like, add more to the comments section. But I think you can guard, which lets you be a really good bodyguard. It lets you, uh, bonus successes allow you to um, recover more fatigue via first aid. During mass combat, you can rally or reinforce uh, more effectively. You can instruct an attendant to do something during a conflict better, although I don't know that that's codified. Actually, I don't think bonus successes do anything there. But um, tributaries of trade uh, let you get higher rank items. And then the rank 5 kata soul sunder lets you get extra deadliness with success. Other than that, I don't think success does anything. And... (laughs) And you can tell from that list that yeah. Slavin has a PDF and just search through everything he could find. I, I did, and so certainly there's some limitations to that, which is why I ask our, our listeners to tell me if there are things you can do with extra successes. But, I mean, if you look at that list, it's guard and first aid. And if they called this school the Akoto Better at Guarding and First Aid, I don't think anyone would take it. Um, and as it is, it um, it lets you take damage to do damage to other people and then reduce some fatigue. And I th- think that... Um, but no, no, oh, no, it lets you take fatigue, fatigue yeah, sorry. to do extra damage, and you also get rid of your own strife. Yeah, I think that's actually pretty decent in a duel. I think you're going to be striking as earth and trying to uh, mitigate damage that way and uh, keep your strife low so that you're not going to get crit by hitting your threshold. But uh, other than that, I, I it's decent, but I just wish there was more to do with those extra successes. Do you know what I mean? I think often after you're going to succeed, um, it's far more interesting to add um, opportunity. Like, there's a lot more things you can do with opportunity than bonus successes. So, that's my two cents. I do think that the, I mean, the heart of that ability is really just, I hit you harder. And yeah. I, I clear strife. I mean, it, and it can, depending on how twitchy you are about strife, it can let you increase the number of successes you have in general in that it lets you choose dice to keep that have lots of strife and a success on them, knowing that you can then clear out the strife. Point taken. I know that's not like the hugest thing in the world, but I mean, it also, you know, if you if you want a little bit more damage to take somebody down and all you do is get a little bit more tired. And, and, and I think the support thing, I feel like conceptually the support thing actually probably is about the mass battle. And I know that, I have also said that you could go an entire campaign with never doing a mass battle, and who cares? But this is the Okoto Commander School, so it kind of makes sense for them to be able to do some of the like movement-related, uh, you know, the rallying and the reinforcing mass battle actions a bit mm-hmm. better. So, yeah, I, I, I mean, again, I I don't mean to suggest that really any mass battle-related ability is going to be quote-unquote good from a mechanical power perspective 
because that just happens so infrequently. But and then I don't know. They're starting Shuji is a. And that's also about like supporting your yeah. buddies, mm-hmm. right? Or I mean, if you do well enough, you get to take let your your buddies take free hacks, right? So if you do well enough with extra opportunity, right? Yeah, and yeah, so to yeah, me, yeah, like no, it, that, that would be it. Does not combine with thing. This, the, yeah. What I want out of the school is really just the ability to use uh, Lord Okoto's roar better or rally and cry. You know what I mean? Like that's it. Just just the cool things that are the party buffs let me use those more efficiently and instead it doesn't really do that and so i'm kind of bummed <laughs> but we can move on uh, unless you have anything else no no we've got the ikoma bard school the the drama queens of rokugan as it were okay yeah and I'm, i must admit this is probably the school that i'm most drawn to just on a without mechanics level like i, I love the ikoma they're delightful <laughs> I and here I was thinking it was because you thought tributaries of trade was so great because hey look there it is again. I do like tributaries of trade here. Like um, the Fantasy Flight Star Wars role playing game lets you spend fate points or whatever to like magic up items out of nowhere, but that's like very in line with how Star Wars works, just as a as a narrative. But uh, yeah, the Akoma Bard they get tributaries of trade. It's a lot of fun. They get a very martial kata in Warriors Resolve. And in general, this is like this is like 70% a courtier school and then 30% a couple of like bushy martial kind of components. Um it's kind of weird in that like rank 1 um on the skill tree, you get uh martial arts melee as like a you know, you'll get full experience for that but you can only pick the starting skill of martial arts ranged. And um, <laughs> then they get some, they get like spinning blade style at rank two or whatever. And so like, I don't know that they, I don't know they know what they want this to be either ranged or, or melee, but the idea that they can either take in someone else's uh, strife or give their strife to somebody else. I think those are, those are very interesting. Um, part of me wonders like how good those are like how often are you really causing a an opponent like an opponent npc to actually hit their strife threshold you know what i mean like that just seems a little bit hard to do against any courtly character whatsoever but um overall i think the class is is the one thing i guess i'm partially missing from it is that it um I guess they get dazzling performance. I take it back. Dazzling performance uh, relatively early. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, they get that at rank two. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they get a little other thing. Yeah, they get with slippery maneuvers, so they also can order people around in combat. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Couldn't have a line without ordering people around, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for me with the Akoma, I'm looking for bragging and, um, yeah, bragging. And uh, this this kind of does that. You've got agitate to do that in, and then you've got mm. fanning the flames. And so neither of those is bragging per se, but you know both of those can be used to mess with someone when you're making a, spe- a social, especially if you know you're you're bragging to tick them off, and so you're doing the fire roll. You could you can use fanning the flames and your school ability at the at the same time, possibly. Also, your school ability can just heal strife. 
from yourself, even if is the two strife gonna right? Because if for at rank one you get to do it with two strife, I mean, is that gonna tip them over their threshold? Probably not, but you know, if you know somebody's getting ready to go into a duel, you can say a couple of nasty words to them, and actually, I think that's quite good because. Um, the strife economy is very real and very important in duels. So, even in normal courtly things, I, I would think that the notion of someone strifing out and unmasking doesn't only apply to the PCs. I know, right? It's more important on the player characters. Obviously, they're supposed to be more the center of attention. But you know, I, I some courtier you're doing verbal battle with unmasking like that's a big deal so here here let me let me ask you a question then and i'll tell you how i've been doing it and then i would love to hear your thoughts or anyone else's thoughts on this generally i think i've been starting most npcs off at zero strife and just the way that the rules actually work i think i should be starting them closer to their midpoint right unless they've just done whatever their passion is and so Probably we should be starting NPCs off with a couple of strife here and there just to represent, you know, what their lives are, right? Hmm. Because it doesn't make sense for them all to be cool as cucumbers. I mean, if if you're running up against even mid-level NPCs, they're going to have, like, what, 8 or 10 strife as a strife threshold? And you would really have to be aggressive to blow through that in in an intrigue. You would have to be all fire all the time. (laughs) That is a, a, a good point. I, I mean, it could depend on yeah, what they've been up to at that juncture. I mean, yeah, and, and a, of course, you know, if you're talking about a dedicated courtier, they, I guess, are going to be relatively hard to rattle. But somebody who's not a dedicated courtier, who may, they, that, that character may actually tend to start out more rattled, as it were, or... Is somebody who starts out more passionate about what it is. So I, I mean, I could see it even, I guess, kind of depending on the character. No, that makes sense. I will start adding more strife uh, to my NPCs. So since, like, you only clear strife down to half, right? Unless you're doing your passion. Just at the end of a scene, you go back down to half, I believe. So it, uh, it the PCs or my PCs are always like, man. We really need uh, somebody that helps us with this, and then they stay up all night fighting and drinking, and so their strife stays up high. So Kitsu Medium, um, the Shugenja for the lion. I actually really, really like this school, um, if only for the school ability, which just once per scene lets you pull out a spell you don't know and use it, and that's really, really good to me. Yeah, well, you don't use it, and you get to ignore any flavor aspects of, you know, importuning the kami, because the kami aren't the ones helping you. <laughs> Psh, kami. Who needs kami? The thing I like about this school ability is just that it's so bonkers flexible, and it will only get better the more spell or the more invocations that are printed. And I really like magic when it's flexible. Other than that, Path to Peace is a good spell to start out with. Biting Steel is okay. The school, you know, it's a 
pretty standard Shugenja school with some flexibility and then a focus on your ancestors. And I'm comfortable with that. I, I'm fine with flexible Shugenja. It's a good enough thing. There's, there's still healing bots, too. Yeah, I mean, they get a couple of things that are... Uh, yeah, healing's good. One, yes, healing is good. I mean, they start with Path to Inner Peace. They yep. then have Heart of the Water Dragon as an above rank option uh, for their full full level mm. advances. And yeah, they can take Biting Steel, but... It, I mean, I guess you could take Biting Steel because you think the Rushing Wave is lame, but Biting <laughs> Steel is like an off-off ring for them. It is. You cannot possibly start with a three fire. And then they have an Earth <laughs> invocation off in their, their rank one things, too. So, you know, at some point you kind of have to decide whether or not you're going to let your rings just get all over the place with your invocations. Although maybe you need to, since you still have to make the rolls for favor of the ancestors. Yeah, I, I'm i looking at the rushing wave, and it just lets you move a little bit. It does not impress me. Like, like I said, I guess you, you could take Biting Steel because rushing wave seems kind of... I mean, you can move a hostile target as well, right? With rushing wave? Uh naturally i click right off the page as soon as you ask that i could be misrecalling i I thought it let you move someone not necessarily you no you're right it does let you move anyone it will let you move them one range band plus additional range bands for your bonus successes and so yeah actually okay all right i would pick that because you could push somebody off a cliff i guess (laughs) that most obvious if you're you know uh your your gm will set you up for it oof and away you go It's always very satisfying when it happens. <laughs> it's, you're like, wait for it, wait for it. Yes! <laughs> Finally! Okay, so we're still in the middle of our first clan, so let's uh, let's pretend that that's totally not my own fault and move <laughs> over to the Matsu Berserker school. So, yeah, this is... Whew. supposed to be iconic, right? Like, the Matsu are the largest Bushi family. They're the most like stereotypical samurai stabbing things with a sword, very honorable. And this school's butt. Am I allowed <laughs> to say that on the podcast? Sure. <laughs> okay. This school's not good. It um so look at the kata. Let's look at the kata. Um rushing avalanche style, right? Uh <laughs> that requires you to have a blunt weapon. Matsu Which is a thing that they don't do. <laughs> yeah. Mats aren't really known for that and they don't start with one. Let's see, spinning blade style. Mats who aren't known for having a weapon in each hand. That's another one of the kata they start with. So, cool, you get two kata. They don't do anything for you, really. Or I mean, they're okay, but it's it's just not what, this, it's not what your school is supposed to do. You're supposed to attack very aggressively, and instead you get weird stuff that isn't what you do. Uh, yeah, I mean, and, and I think, am I mistaken, but... Out of their starting weapons, they would have to hit someone with a Tessin to actually use Rushing Avalanche style? I mean, does your GM let you count uh, a sheathed Nodachi or, like, a Yumi? I don't know. I guess, but I don't know what the... What, what are the... 
Are there rules for improvised weapons in this? Because that's really what it is if you're hitting someone with your, if you're physically hitting someone with your bow. It's like just picking up a stick off the ground at that point. Except even worse because you're probably going to damage your bow. And then your lord's going to be all mad. What did you do with this bow that I gave you? Why should I bother giving you another one? So Matsu's Fury, which is the school ability, um, it just says after you suffer a critical strike or you unmask, um, you can give yourself the enraged condition and then remove fatigue from yourself equal to your school rank. And so uh, this is kind of odd in that you're not going to be triggering it very often. And um, enraged makes it where your crits and the crits that you deal are to severity worse. And getting, like, a school ability that is based on getting crit? Like, if you crit people and then got fatigue back, then yes, that feels very Matsu. But, like, getting crit is not something anybody wants to do. Neither is unmasking. Yeah, when it's not like you even have the... And correct me if I'm wrong, but you you don't even have the option of just like flying into a rage in combat because I you can you can only unmask if you're above your threshold, right? You know, I truly don't know, but um, if you are, I don't know that it's a great trade off to to get like two fatigue back and then let people crit you more. Like, I just don't. It just doesn't feel like this school mechanically sets or does what it's supposed to do i think being enraged would make sense may make sense from a thematic perspective but but yes the fact that it just doesn't trigger very often and when it does trigger it's not that exciting it's just out of your control when it it's it's out of your control when it triggers and then when it does trigger it's not that big a deal i agree I don't like the Matsu Berserker School. I don't like their kata. I don't like the school ability. Not, I mean, just, I mean, the the school ability just seems bad, and the kata yeah. just don't seem to fit the school, right? Yeah, the r- rushing avalanche style just uses a weapon that the school doesn't use, and then spinning blade style is only useful to the extent that you could punch someone with one hand and then kind of bop them with your sword too. Uh, but but you literally like literally the only way it works with one weapon is if you lead with a punch. Yeah. <laughs> and that means you have to have actually invested in martial arts unarmed. <laughs> it's it's just not good and they should be like relentless and aggressive and instead they just don't do things. I don't, I don't know. We spent too much words on them uh, too many words on them already. I think we can skip over to the Asako Lore Master. So the Asako Lore Master, which is what passes for a courtier amongst the Phoenix, kind of like the, the dragon, right? You don't, like, really have a courtier school, but, like, uh, I guess these guys are the talkers? <laughs> yeah, and so they're kind of like the knockoff Kitsuki, right? Like, their school ability is basically the exact... Or, am I getting that right? The, like... Whereas the Kitsuki are like, if you're investigating, they get to, you know, have uh, pseudo ranks in something. This is, they get to have pseudo ranks in all scholar skills. Yes, they have pseudo ranks in all scholar skills. 
can I drop the truth bomb of what scholar skills are in this game? Sure. Culture, government, medicine, sentiment, theology. <laughs> well, theology is good if you're casting spells, and sentiment's good. Sentiment is and good. Government, and government is a. It's. I don't know. They're decent. They're decent, but I. I just don't. I'm not as excited by having easy access to these as I would be anything else. Maybe it is fully thematic for them, right? Uh, you know, the the, I mean, the whole point is like, just like the Katsuki is like, well, whatever weird kind of investigation is, I'm at least okay at it. And the Asako lore master is, I'm always good at, I'm always at least okay at knowing whatever. Does it have the counterintuitive impact of making you not want to buy scholar skills or is yeah, the ultimate I mean well you, I mean you do get you do get a bonus with any scholar skill that yeah. you, you actually have the uh, enough ranks in and it does give you extra opportunity and possibly extra successes I saw, but I uh, yeah I don't know if that's you could you could do it like I guess my question would be how good is it to get bonus opportunity for any of these other than theology, if you're a Shugensha. I don't think that bonus opportunity for government or sentiment does anything, right? Yeah, I, I do think it discourages you from actually spending points in those skills. Yeah, I, I off the top of my head do not recall what you can do with opportunity on those skills specifically. I just kind of would go, like, let's go run to the general opportunity usage table, except that's annoying enough to do in the middle of a session. I don't want to do it now. So. <laughs> I feel similarly. Yeah, I mean, does this set out to do what it's what it's trying to do? Yeah. The scholar. That's cool. But I think there's a reason that, like, there aren't a lot of academics in public political life. I don't know. It, it, yes. It, it does not directly help you in a social situation uh, i mean it it's the sort of thing where to some extent as the gm if you if you know you have an asako lore master you can come up with more situations where it will matter that you're in, in a walking encyclopedia right you're like a knockoff monk right because you get open hand style and martial arts unarmed yes they there is the Asako monk aspect to it, even though those are kind of different strains within the family. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they kind of smushed both parts of the Kakita into one relatively mediocre school, and hey, I kind of think they did it here, too. There you go. Well, so then we've got the Isawa Elementalist School, the premier Shugenja in all of the Empire. Or uh, are yes. they? Uh, no, no, no. They, they can be. I mean, they start off with three theology, and that's Good enough. <laughs> there you go. You win. <laughs> you're, you're, that saves you nine experience? Six experience? It, it gives you lots of dice to begin with, and yes, like go, getting rank three in something for free is a lot more free XP than getting rank one for something in free. Although I, I haven't done anything like 
looked at these schools and like figured out like how many of the how many invocations do you get versus how many skills do you get and like how does that work with how the experience works out so i mean one of the things that we don't we haven't really been touching on is some of these right some schools you get five skills some of them mm-hmm. you only get three the asawa are one of the ones that only get three i think most of the shugenja only wind up with three yeah but i mean they also have you know four techniques at the start yeah, yeah. Uh, and they pick theology and they can also pick courtesy that's pretty much it you're good uh, their school ability is once per scene do what you want with one spell I mean if you're making a spells TN 0 or 1 then it means anything you're rolling with that 3 theology you're just going to keep all the opportunity and probably be able to do whatever you want I don't know that we need to say a ton it's really good it's supposed to be good well, and their ring thing also lets them go whatever direction you want to take them, really, as... I mean, you're like, you start with good void, and then whatever else you want. I, I guess you're probably focusing on what you're... Yeah, you're, you're start. I mean, they... <laughs> you probably fire wants to be one of the other ones, given what the way that their uh, rank one school works, but... <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I... I mean, they start with Extinguish, which is a really boring, kind of bad spell. I'm trying to temper my optimism with some criticism as well. It's fine. I was just thinking the rank one fire indications being the... Uh, so you can take oh, So yeah. then you've got the, the Sheba Guardian School, who also are courtiers? I don't remember that about them being courtiers. But are they, are they as good at guarding people as uh, Daidoji? I do not think so. Um, yeah, I don't think they are. They're good at, like, in the middle of a fight, making... The, okay, so I'll read their ability, and then I'll tell you the one cute thing I've seen done with them. Okay. So their ability is Way of the Phoenix. Once per scene, when a character within three ranges of you makes a check that contains one or more strife symbols, you may negate all of those strife symbols. Then that character removes strife and fatigue equal to your school rank. So, okay, so you're probably, I mean, you can do this once per scene, you're probably uh, using it to recover like two strife and two fatigue. That's not great, but at least it's always there. I've seen somebody use this when an opponent was making like a really killer fire roll to knock them out of their bonus successes but that's about the extent of it this there's nothing really there in that ability that i i don't like yeah well let me let me ask you something so if you're in a duel i hear strife is important it is so it seems like this could effectively negate like if you count the stuff on your roll plus a couple of strife you've already accumulated you could use this to like say wipe out four strife effectively in a duel that yeah. seems good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's actually quite good. And I think this is a better school ability for dueling uh, than the Kikita. Sorry, I'm just going to keep harping on that. It does seem like a better school ability for dueling. Just like the Shiba have always had a better school ability for dueling eventually than yeah. the Kikita. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, they can start out with striking as Earth, which I always really, really like, especially for a bodyguard kind of character. I don't know that I would count them as a courtier. 
but overall it's it's a fine school it it kind of does what it's supposed to do it's got a a relatively flexible ability if it's not that super duper bonkers powerful i i wonder if it is a courtier school in part because it kind of provides social protection too the school ability is social protection and like civility foremost and the rank one list is a shuji that protects people yeah totally yeah actually i think the best school abilities work in a variety of circumstances right like i'm fine with the miramoto having like a sword that just explodes somebody like that's fine because it only works on you know in a fight but i i do like it when they're able to successfully design these um where it can work in a wide variety of circumstances and way the phoenix does and so that's nice it's it seems quite good then we've got the the new entrance into the phoenix clan the the kaito shrine keeper school who I guess the 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 other monk school of the I mean technically the Asako lore masters don't actually have although they get the the unarmed thing they don't actually have the monk here whereas the the shrine keepers do and these are like you're a sniper basically you're like a this feels like a character in a video game or something like you can shoot arrows that have spells on them but you don't get a lot of spells and you have to spend around casting the spell into the arrow, and then you can shoot it. And you can't really set them up too, too much in advance, because they are infused until the end of the scene. I, I don't know. It, it's, it's one of the harder ones for me to really comment on without seeing it in real life, but it's not like they get a ton of invocations. And so being able to spend two actions to at a range, shoot a little cloud of air out at somebody feels wholly unsatisfying. <laughs> I mean, what are the other air spells that I care? Tempest of air is what they, they start with, which does extra damage equal to which which does like three more damage right effectively i mean they get the chance to resist it but no 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 they i mean they 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 take damage and then they might get they get the chance to resist being disoriented but just set that aside for a minute like it it lets you do three extra damage i i wasn't joking when i said they're snipers and now whether or not that's a, a useful thing to do because their kata lets you spend opportunity to extend your range and then you which but but being a sniper also works very well with taking a turn to set up and then shooting and and adding extra damage to your attack the thing that they are most focused on is being a sniper <laughs> yeah just looking at the air spells like i just don't think there's enough of them yet like n- not many of these actually really do something like you don't really care if you're like i'm going to nature's touch at ranged which lets you talk to a bird <laughs> like T- talking to a bird is probably not the thing that you're you're doing the bird would say why are you shooting arrows at me why don't you just shoot an arrow into somebody <laughs> I, I i i can't argue with with that, I, I mean, but I, again, I mean, the the thing that they start with is Tempest of Air, and so I, I mean, I, that is the kind of basic thing that 
you would want to look at and it it does it increases your if nothing else it increases the damage from your shot by your air ring which i'm assuming is three for these Mm -hmm. folks so to back up your sniper concept um they could use cloak of night which is a rank one air invocation they would use it on the arrow i guess and so the arrow would be invisible or would it hit somebody and turn them invisible? I'm never going to allow one of these characters in any game I run. There's, it's just, I, it's, it just seems very confusing, and like you're spending two actions to do one spell. So we go from the Kaito to the, uh, I mean, possibly the most air <laughs> uh, clan there is, the Scorpion. What? Because I mean, what what is it that air is is used for? Oh yes. Being sneaky, tricking people, lying through your teeth. Yep. Yeah, general evasiveness, not uh, saying exactly what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and and their first school is the manipulator school. Sure, those sound like wholesome people. No, I, I mean, look at the art. Like, he's manipulating the little lute that he's playing there. Like, they're musicians. That's, they're friendly. That, that is the, that, I'm sure that's what they meant by manipulation. <laughs> <laughs> They're very dexterous, nim- nimble-fingered. I feel like my table, I, we don't really look at the disadvantages of NPCs very often. So the school ability, which focuses on those, um, seems like it would be kind of a pain in the butt to deal with. But overall, this is fine. Like It's good at what it sets out to do. It sets out to be a sneaky, vile, courtly type, and it, he's good at it. He's got a lot of uh, courtesy and uh, yeah yeah it is it is entire they're they're entirely court too really I mean I know they've got martial arts unarmed but come on I'm still baffled by martial arts unarmed in rank one like welcome to the first day of Bayushi manipulator school everyone pair off and slap fight like what do you like okay see I mean you, you didn't raise that objection when you're like why does the doji courtier have you know, <laughs> martial arts ranged. Do they? I mean, because shooting a bow is pretty. That is, I I look at that to some extent as a mechanical thing. In okay. that, like, let's give everybody and I. And again, no, I have not gone through and and checked everyone, but like, let's give everybody one fighting skill <laughs> at rank one. Give them something. But but for this, it's. It's unarmed, which seems less useful in this the sort of thing that you'd need it for in game, which is hey, let's give this character something to do in a fight because it requires you to go up and and stand right next to whatever the the thing is that you want yeah. to hit instead of of going back. But conceptually, I would think it probably actually makes more sense than martial arts ranged in a lot of ways because if a courtier is actually going to get in a fight in a you know quote unquote real world. Rokugan, not RPG Rokugan setting, it would be like someone taking a shot at them when they're like on their way back from court, like they're getting ambushed and can they maybe defend themselves a little bit and get away or, you know, defend themselves a little bit while their bodyguard is going to town on whoever the attacker are. So, I I mean, conceptually, I think it makes more sense than martial art range. It's probably just less useful than that. 
Yeah, my assumption was that it was there so you can, like, slap somebody really effectively, and, like, that way everybody in court can hear the slap ringing out, I guess. <laughs> can you can you spend extra opportunity on a martial arts unarmed roll to, to have it be a very distinctive slap sound? I don't... Certainly at my table, you could. Because, <laughs> uh, like, martial arts unarmed, you're doing, like, two damage or one damage or something like that. Like, it's... Indeed, in that use of martial arts unarmed, you're probably trying to do as little damage as possible, because it's <laughs> not about damaging someone. Actually damaging someone's just going to get you in trouble. Uh. <laughs> yeah, and then they get martial arts melee at rank 2, so like maybe they realize, like, hey, when I'm walking home, I should bring my Wakazashi with me. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't think there's too much to say. The school's fine. It, it, it's is sneaky guy with a mask. <laughs> okay. The Nod Crab Shinobi School. The Shiro Infiltrator. A Shinobi Courtier. And so I think they did try and, like, smoosh, like, ninjas and um, the old Shoshiro actors together here a little bit, um, which is kind of why you get Shinobi Courtier. So here's my question to, to you, Chris. Do you think purely stealth characters are fun to have at a role-playing table? Um, they're... N- no. I mean, okay. they're, they're difficult to, yeah. to work with if they are purely stealth because... I mean, it, <laughs> sadly, when you ask that question, it, it mostly makes me think of D&D... And you've mm-hmm. got like you've got your rogue who's super great at sneaking, but no mm-hmm. one else in the party can sneak, so who cares? And so basically the exact same thing, like if you have an entirely scorpion party, yeah, sure, you'll be skulking around, it'll be a lot of fun. But if you have a multi-clan party, this this school definitely doesn't really work. And I, I do think there are some very real issues with having a a party member who's too good at stealth because then it becomes Solid Snake and, like, some other dudes. <laughs> and no one wants to be other dudes. So. I, I, yes, for, for them to effectively use sneaking, they have to be alone. They, like, they have to be acting without the rest of the party, which is a problem. And so you need... You, you basically need places where there are very short duration things so they're they're getting to use their skill but not in a like extended 20 minute scene where they're on some nighttime mission by themselves while everybody else at the table is like <laughs> and in D&D you can actually have that like in a sort of like scouting ahead sort of way or like you know you you sneak ahead in the dungeon and maybe you can like open the door and and gank somebody once or or that sort of limited thing but L5R doesn't usually have that sort of like extended exploration slash combat sequence where you have at least some ability I mean th- there's a reason why rogues in D&D also have like combat specific ways of yeah. of using their abilities whereas like I mean, their 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 school ability, right? If they're compromised, okay, that could come up. But people who are incapacitated, unconscious, or otherwise aware of your presence don't come up much in combat, except to the extent that you've already won. Yeah, <laughs> and then like, okay, cool, you got the drop on somebody. How much extra damage? A one. 
<laughs> one, huh? So instead of using my, you know, little straight Wakazashi here, I should have just brought a Tetsubo and smashed someone's skull in, because that actually would be a lot more damage. Oh, that's kind of a bummer. Yeah, I don't really like this school. Um, I don't actually even think it's that good at what it's trying to do. I don't know. It's hard to effective to really use this in a in a game. I your your GM has to work, and never mind the whole like if anyone else in the party finds out what you're good at, they're yeah going to give you the stink eye at best. <laughs> Uh, that is at absolute best. They will kill you or they will leave like they should. Um, and so I think it, I think I, I think the omission here is the lack of Bayushi Bushi, right? And I think yeah. they just couldn't figure out how to do a good school. My, my guess would be they couldn't figure out how to do a good school ability because that school's always been about like weird sneaky tricks and going first and quite frankly going first doesn't really matter as much in this in this edition of the game. Uh, yeah, so instead of getting a Bayushi Bushi, they got two different Shugenja schools, <laughs> one of which is a Shugenja slash Courtier slash Shinobi, so let's see how many tags we can apply. What do you think about the Soshi Illusionist and the Yogo Wardmaster? I mean, any Shugenja school, they're going to have access to invocations. Invocations are very good. What I'll say about the Social Illusionist school is this school ability to me, like, I really like their hope that all of the tables in the game scale evenly, but they don't, right? And so, like, crit, like, adding one to somebody's uh, crit rating doesn't really do that much, right? The school ability here is while you're performing an invocation technique or channeling, Characters with a Vigilance lower than or equal to your school rank plus one cannot detect any physical sign that you are um, invoking spirits. So they can still see the, it, the spell, they just can't tell you're doing it. Mm -hmm. So the problem here is that early on, this is horrible, and then once you're rank three, nobody can tell that you're casting a fireball. <laughs> And so it's like there's no way to get vigilance up easily, right? Like, unless I'm mistaken, please write in if there is. But like, vigilance is very bound, like, four at the most for most characters, probably a three or a two. And so once this gets high enough, then your social illusionist can just cast a bunch of spells and no one can tell. Yeah, I mean, and that's, and they also get good at the, the sort of upper level of what's relevant right I, I mean right because we we talked before like i don't i mean rank four and five and so, i mean who cares characters like yeah. campaigns don't last that long yeah. I, I mean they, they don't I, they, I i'm not i i you don't you don't have to respond in listeners about that one campaign you had where that totally happened but i mean most campaigns just don't last that long i'm almost tempted to really even be like i kind of don't care about rank three i mean you may get there but like, really, like, rank one and rank two is where you live. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and so here's here's my question. How fun would it be for your PCs? Like, would it just confuse the living hell out of them if spells kept going off and they're, like, staring right at a Soshi and the Soshi's like, oh, it's not me, guys. Fireball, fireball, fireball. Like, 
I don't know. That's it just not what it's for. <laughs> Oh, it's, okay. it, it's right. It's for using it in court. It, it's for being able to cast spells in court where you're not supposed to be able to cast spells and no one notices. Except, of course, that one high vigilance character who goes, it's the scorpion. And everybody else is like, oh, yeah, that's probably right. Because that's what they all do. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. But it, it's just um, it's fine. It's supposed to be a sneaky spellcaster. And it is. It's just kind of goofy. I have one of these in 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 my current campaign and it's actually a pretty flexible, interesting overall class, but it is kind of goofy when she's like casting spells and like, everyone's like, huh, what's going on? I don't know. To me, it's a relatively narrow sort of application of an ability and one that is awful at start. I think it would drive me crazy. And so you're saying that it is a lot less useful than the Asawa's ability to just automatically succeed on a spell? I would say that it is a lot less useful than anything that the Asawa does from a role or, play, from from a perspective uh, of what I want to do in a a game. But hey, you can get Skulk because you're a ninja too. Skulk is Skulk. Skulk is similarly problematic in that it's bounded based on vigilance as well. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you just have to get high ranks in Skullduggery, and if you have four ranks in Skullduggery, then, like, you're invisible. Woo! Sure. I don't know. So the Yogo, they can set up Yogo. a lot of wards. I don't know that I would want to play this. I don't... I, uh, sorry. This just seems like so much more reading, and I'm tired and old. <laughs> I don't want to go figure out how do wards work. What I, it, yeah, I mean, it's also usually that that sort of concept is depending. On, I mean, it depends on what the nature of your game is, but it can be a lot harder to use as a PC than an NPC because player characters are less likely to have like oh, yeah. a place that they have to hang, you know, invocation parchments around. They tend to be on the move more. I guess you can, like, ward your camp or something. Yeah. Uh, let me look at these. Jade, you ward your door with Jade Strike. Or the rushing wave so that it knocks them off the wall. I don't like this school. I mean, it's cool. Like, wards are wards, and I'm glad they have them in the game. This school's designed fine. I'm not attracted to what the design is. That's what I should say. Yeah, so I guess it, it sort of feels like, wow, there are four Scorpion schools, and one of them is a thing that you'd want to do in a game, and even that one is a relatively narrow sort of thing within the courtier realm. I mean, if you're wanting if you're wanting to play honorless courtly shugenja, you kind of got to go with the soshi. It's your only real option. It, if it, yes, I mean, a, any random ronin could be an honorless bushi, I guess. That's true. The crab have some less honor sorts of things too, but it's a very different sort of like not caring about honor than the scorpion, right? Yeah. I don't know. So. Uh, we've got one clan left, the Unicorn. We'll start off with the Ide Trader. I seem to recall you thinking that they were basically the same thing as the Yasuki. Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much the same thing as the Yasuki. They're really great at finding some poison. Yep, if you want to play somebody who procures items and who's kind of a courtier, then here you go. 
Yes, and the the funny thing is that like you mentioned poison, but thematically the ignoring the forbidden quality of wares is supposed to be about gaijin stuff, not poison. Like yeah, the the ide conceptually don't have any particular relationship to poison. But definitely when you read the word forbidden. I, I know, like I know. I, poison I, and gunpowder, right? The, the, those are two things that are forbidden. And those are two things that the E-Day trader has nothing whatsoever to do with from a conceptual standpoint. Yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah. I, I, yes, and, and it's it's good at a thing I'm not interested in doing, which is being a merchant. And wearing a furry hat. Well, you know, you've got to make sure you don't forget that they're unicorn. So, uh, <laughs> what about what about the Meishoto Masters? So, they have an artisan. So, the question had been raised, does artisan make them bad? But, it's artisan second. So, I think it's like, it's only artisan first that makes you bad, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, these seem... I mean, and these actually have a requirement for design. Um, so I like the idea that every one of the Meishoto masters, who, quite frankly to me, usually are portrayed as, as looking somewhat scruffy. <laughs> I like the idea that they're all really good at design, and they just choose to, to look like hooligans. <laughs> With, like, really beautiful necklaces. It's like, I dress in these rags so I can wear this magic necklace. <laughs> yes, who's scruffy looking? Uh... <laughs> Um, I, the school ability is kind of like, it helps other people use spells maybe, right? I mean, it essentially equates out to, to one reduced, uh, reducing the TN by one. Uh, Yeah. What it doesn't just help other people. It helps you. I mean, yeah. I mean, no, you can dole them out, but, uh, yeah, it re- it helps you reduce a like for each school rank you have, you reduce one of your spells TN by one. That's good. That's fine. Yeah, I mean you you plan it out in advance. You do your thing. I mean you don't start with a super lot of design. I think you can only start with the one rank in it. Yeah, but I mean then you can buy it up higher with your. Uh, you know, at at full cost, and presumably you're more likely to be using this on your favored things. It seems fine, but it also like seems really boring to have to pester your your GM to be like, "Hey, can I do design checks now? Do we have downtime?" Hey, I used my Meishoto three times; it fell apart. Like, it's just this like record keeping that I don't want to have to fart with. That's not that much record keeping, and downtime usually isn't that scarce. <clears throat> Maybe in your campaigns, in my action fueled explosions. I don't know. I don't have anything. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Uh, and then we've got a two Bushi schools left, ex- although the, the Shinjo Outrider school does get the pick up the courtier tag, which I, I think. Do you want to talk about the Shinjo Outrider right now? <laughs> sure. You could, let's talk about... What, what do you have to say about the Shinjo Outrider? Boy, I love how dumb this ability is. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much that your horse, <laughs> like, is holding a fan in court. Or no, no, no. your horse your, your horse folded origami be, your, your, your for your you. Your horse has to be present. 
Your horse is not going to be in court. That's not going to work. I mean, yeah, he'll stick his little head through the window <laughs> like Mr. Ed. But then you're a terrible game master if you let your players do that, Slavin. I mean, yeah, that's true. Now, if you happen to be making some sort of social skill check while you're, like, out and about, and your horse is there, you know, I mean, that's that's a different thing. Not every social skill <laughs> check takes place in court, right? <laughs> that That is true. Um, however, not many courtiers have their, uh, you know, are unable to use their abilities in court. <laughs> well, that's... That's because it's not really a courtier school, right? It's like I feel like it's just got the courtier tag, so yeah, that yeah. it like because so you can take these. Here are some. There's two shuji over in the ranks. Why? Why are they able to just take rank one shuji? They're Shinjo outriders. Why are these people a courtier school? I don't understand. I don't know. Yeah. Let's see. Striking is fire. Striking is water. But then they suggest you take Earth Shuji. Well, yeah, Earth Earth Shuji. I'm gonna <laughs> are the uh, are, are one of the things they get for rank one, and they start with a Shuji. So because Lady Shinjo's speed is not a kata, it's a Shuji. Oh, okay. I, I just kind of don't understand. I mean, and which. And that's a shuji that, like, lets you travel more quickly. I, it's a very odd definition of, of courtier here, I feel like. It's uh, it's not a great class. They smushed some stuff together, and it doesn't make any sense. I mean, that is a very broad ability, as long as your horse is around. And, I mean, you kind of have to be interested in the horse thing, or why are you a unicorn? Or why is your character a unicorn? Maybe you just want to uh, magic up some poison for free and wear a fur hat. <laughs> you really only have one option. You do only have one option for that, yes. I... It's like it's like the Rokugani version of Guess Who. And your question, your first question is, do you want to magic up poison? And then it's like just the Yasuki and the Ide Trader. And then it's like, do you also want to wear a fur hat? And then, hey, I know who you are. Yeah, the Shinjo Outrider School doesn't... There we go. Maybe I should, to follow up on the What Clan Are You uh, quiz that I have on the website from when they launched the the Legend of the Five Rings LCG, maybe I should have a What School Are You <laughs> quiz with a question like that. Do you, do you want to wear a fur hat <laughs> unicorn? Okay, now do you want to... Do you want to be one-eighth of a bushi and also <laughs> one-eighth of a courtier or an artisan? I've got the school for you. Oh man, though. you're just you're just not letting go of those Kikita. I I never never forget never forget. Um, <laughs> I'll write that I'll write that quiz for you. Okay, but the uh, the Moto Conqueror. I I believe you are a fan of the Moto Conqueror. Kind of. Okay. With the big with the caveat that I think more than any of the other schools, I would need to see how this one plays out. The swirling desert wind. Um, I don't think I understood it when I was originally very high on the school. They're good at not getting ganged up on, essentially. 
Yes, because you their ability does nothing whatsoever to the guy that you're hitting. Yeah. I feel like there has to be a way to sneakily use this. Like, if you're blocking a door and maybe you shoot an arrow at somebody... You know what I mean? Like, behind you. But it, it feels like they would be a highly mobile Bushi. And, I mean, that's kind of what you're going after with the Moto, right? I mean... It, it, yeah, I thought the, the, the ability does not feel like mobility to me. Mm. I guess if I want to feel like a character is more mobile, I expect to see an ability that literally just makes them more mobile, not, oh, I'm better at defending against yeah. someone else and their shuji are actually more about moving other people than themselves. Oh, okay. I, I think, well, like, Lightning Raid increases the, you know, I, I mean, you I don't remember if you can include yourself in it, but, in, you know, it increases initiative, essentially. Slippery Maneuvers, I think, is making a command check to have other people, you know, move in towards a target. I mean, I think, I assume you use some polearm and you are blocking somebody, right? I use my polearm and I stab the person who's 10 feet away from me, but the only person yep. who can actually reach me, I increase their TN. Yeah. That's like the opposite of mobility. All right. So this school sucks. <laughs> we can... <laughs> okay, lightning grade and slippery maneuvers, you can enhance yourself. So you can make yourself move more or have a higher initiative. So, I mean, Slippery Maneuvers is, I think, the most movement-related sort of thing here. But I guess I also... I mean, I'm personally usually less enamored of, as I've mentioned, of things that just are defensive for you. But at mm -hmm. least the the Hida's defensiveness is kind of universally applicable. Yeah. It's the kind of thing, like, you use Swirling Desert Wind. I suppose if you... If you can really go to town with Swirling Desert Wind, where, like, I use five opportunity to shut down all of these other people, and I'm just focusing on that one, that gets a bit more exciting, but, like, I'm def I'm better defended against this one character, like, then your GM's like, so do I have them swing at you and miss so that... They, you know, you feel like you're getting use out of your ability, or do I just have them instead turn and stab a different character who they don't have a penalty to hit? Yeah. It doesn't feel thematic to me in, in a maneuverability sort of sense, which is what, you know, part of, a significant part of what the unicorn in general are about. Anyhow, so I, that that is it for oh, there's the, the the battle maidens. We already talked about four unicorn schools. Like you only get four schools per clan. I'm sorry. Unless for some reason you get two Shugenja schools, like Scorpion. It's like when you're allowed twenty five interrogatories, and the judge is like, "I'm sorry, you asked thirty two, so they can just." We'll just take numbers 26 through 27 and, uh, sorry, 26 through 32 and pretend those didn't exist. My apologies to, apologies to everyone who is not a litigator for subjecting them to that analogy. Anyhow, so the Utaku. Do you want a movement? Here you go. That's my review. It's good. 
I don't know. I th- this is another one that like conceivably at higher ranks gets kind of weird, but essentially they add bonus successes equal to the number of range bands that they've moved to a maximum of their school rank. So they're probably just doing one extra damage around. They seem to really like handing out Iron Forest style. Remind me what Iron Forest does. Is that the one that says, don't come near me? It's the one that you need to have a polearm, and then it lets you make like ter- like the area around you count as difficult terrain. Yeah. I could okay, be misrecalling, yeah. maybe, You're correct. but... Now, that one, I, like, I don't really associate the Utaku with polearms, but yeah, they're just, like, that keeps showing up. <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, at least the, uh, the, the Akodo have that, I think, in their stuff you can buy at rank one. I, I mean, they at least have that little side thing with, what is it, the Menhari Gata? Like the trident-looking sort of pole. Oh arm. yeah, yeah. But I don't remember the Utaku having such a thing. The uh, Daidoji Iron Warriors start out with it. Well, but that definitely feels thematic for that. Absolutely. Right? Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> Your other kata option is Crescent Moon style, which actually requires you to use the guard action, which I also don't does not feel thematic for them. I mean, so their ability. Seems thematic, but they're the the, the Do you two think like they sort copy of a... pasted the wrong thing because neither of those make sense for I'm charging you down on horseback. Um, <laughs> don't get near my horse, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I mean know. there there is an errata on them in that the the rank one advances are supposed to include courtier's resolve, not striking as air. But that doesn't really have anything to do with what we're talking about. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, so since since we deigned to allow the unicorn their fifth school, do we have anything to say about the worldly Ronin path? Or and No, I'm, I'm not calling them Ronin. I'm sorry. I'm not actually in Rokugan. It's just Ronin. Yeah, yeah. I would so strongly discourage any player from playing a ronin just because everything is arrayed against you no one should trust you everyone should be mean to you all the time and i mean i guess if you like that then cool go for it uh there are different levels of ronin i mean there's certainly the completely disgusting scum ronin you'll i don't know I don't know that the GM has to just completely crush you, but yes, no. there are there are some significant social drawbacks to being a Ronin. I, I, I don't know. I mean, they've they're relatively flexible in what they can do, right? Sort of. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty flexible. It gives you extra ways to spend your XP while still advancing your school. I, yeah, so that's, I mean, like, that's flexible is all that is. I, I mean, I guess, and it does let you negate strife for your, whatever those schools are, too. So that's that's not nothing. But I, I, it's, it's, it's flexible, right? It's, it's your, but you're going to, yeah, you do take a lot of drawbacks. I don't, I don't think I would, like, strongly discourage it. I mean, I, I would want to make sure that the player is aware that, like, it actually matters that you're a Ronin. 
and there are there are going to be some campaigns where it's just not gonna work but i mean if you've got oh here are a here are characters who are a group of say newbie emerald magistrates or something right your mm-hmm. your classic sort of thing like okay yeah this is a ronin but you you also have this sort of like imperial title so there's a limit to the extent to which people can sneer at you <laughs> but i mean it, you would have to do some strong lobbying to convince me why a ronin was able to be put into a political position like that you know what i mean like you really should be like hired muscle that's hanging around the actual emerald magistrates i i don't know because you used to be a you're everyone knows that your dad is that famous crane and so even though you're a ronin because you were you know born out of wedlock for some dalliance that he had you i don't know i don't know that i would want to make a player jump through hoops on on something that's not that yeah. much of an ask. I, I mean, like, like, it's not like... If you were Emerald Magistrates, I think so. I mean, I can understand, like, the the crane trolling the lion by, like, trying to elevate a, a well-known lion bastard to to Emerald Magistrate them or something like that. It, but... Yeah, well, especially since Emerald Magistrate doesn't isn't what it used to be, right? It's, right, the, the conceit used to be like your maybe your Riki for an Emerald Magistrate going around doing yeah. things. You're not an actual Emerald Magistrate, which was this very, very relatively very high status position. Now the sort of thing is like is that the group of characters actually are just Emerald Magistrates. You're it's just basically you're an Imperial Magistrate. Hmm. I I think right if you look at the the adventures, like if you look at the beginner it's either at the end of the beginner box adventure or maybe at the end of like the download. I think it's actually at the end of that one. You, the characters basically could become Emerald Magistrates, I, th- hmm. I think. Or e- either that or maybe it's in the the download follow-on to that. But I think that, I mean, the download follow-on is like Palace of the Emerald Champion or something like that. So I, I think maybe, so maybe you're tentatively accepted and then you go, but it's, yeah, I mean, because that that used to be the classic sort of thing is you're all there at the test of the Topaz champion and you then, you know, impress people and you meet each other and then you end up forming this multi-clan group that has some sort of imperial commission to go around and butt their nose uh, into things. Thus, you know, hey, look, now we're a role-playing party. Um, yeah. I think, I, I mean, I, I, it's still basically that, except I think you're now actually you know, officially Emerald Magistrates in a uh, flavor sense, at least. I mean, there's also the Emerald Magistrate title that's already out there, but you have to choose to go into that. I don't know, maybe I'm misrecalling. But e- either way, I mean, I I don't think it's that big an issue to justify there being a Ronin. Is, is that really unusual? Sure, but they're player characters in a role-playing game. I mean, they're unusual. They're all- always unusual in a variety of ways it's not like setting warping it's not like i want to be like well known for being a shadowlands madman and also i'm still an emerald magistrate yeah i i i I always try and at least to me in the setting there is a price to pay for standing out do you know what i mean in in a negative way yes 
they're not very tolerant of diversity or any of that kind of stuff. But yeah, I agree. That's fine. Don't, don't take back what I said about like making your player, you know, hit themselves. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and again, I'm not saying it doesn't matter that you're a Ronin. It could very well matter. Like, like Rogugani have often have well-established clan prejudices and, Everyone has the well-established precedence, basically, of, uh, Ronin? Uh, it's, 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 it's just a question of degree at that point. So, I mean, there's a reason why, you know, rando Ronin are willing to go out into the Shadowlands to try to kill goblins just to become a member of some, like, cruddy crab vassal family. I, exactly. I, you know. Exactly. Yes, that's exactly what I. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. It. It actually. It. It matters. It should matter. I just. I, you know. You don't want to make the player suffer. So. Oh. Uh. Really. Yes. Hmm. Huh. I know. Did you know that the players are supposed to huh. have fun too? It's. Uh. It's bizarre. I. Uh. They actually expect no, it I, in everything. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> fun. It's okay to have fun. It's okay to like things. I, yeah. All right. That's my that's my review of Legend of the Five Rings Fifth Edition role playing. It's okay to have fun. It's okay to like things. I actually really like. I really like this edition a lot. So. I I do still, especially like the whole ring focus thing. I think they came up with a really good way to uh, incorporate that in, but. You have been listening to Strange Assembly, your tabletop gaming podcast. You can find us on the web at www.strangeassembly.com. I swear someday you'll be able to download the podcast from uh, various places, but you can always still check out the direct links on the website. Uh, you can also find us on social media. We are at Strange Assembly on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, or maybe there's not an at symbol in some of those, whatever. You know how it works. You can contact me directly. I am Chris at strangeassembly.com. I always love to hear your thoughts and comments and criticism and other feedback. But until then, for Slavin, I'm Chris Stevenson, and this is Strange Assembly. Never stop gaming. <laughs>